It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, and I'm out up at uh, Big Island TV, and just it's always a pleasure to see Denise Lindsay, who has been working here for how many years have you worked here, Denise? I'm bad at math, but um, since 1986. Well, to me, Big Island TV is the heartbeat of every little piece of communication about what's good about the Big Island. comes out of Big Island TV and has for so many years. But Denise and I today are going to talk about Special Olympics, which she has also been involved in for over 20-some years, I'm sure. Since 1996. Okay. (laughs) And also with me is J.R. DeGroot from West Hawaii Today. It's always fun to work on some stories together with J.R. And we both take an interest in what's going on in the community. But I I follow the Special Olympics a lot, and I try to talk about all the great things they're doing and when they do have their fundraisers. And we've had some of their weightlifters on, which uh, Denise has coached the weightlifters for many, many years. She's a weightlifter herself. And the other night on uh, ESPN uh, 3030 or whatever the specials are, I saw a special about Jamal Charles, who plays with Kansas City. He's a running back, and I almost get teary just thinking about this, but he, he it was the most beautiful interview, but he talked about how as a kid he was in special ed and how, how uncomfortable he felt in his life, and he would stay, you know, didn't really have friends, and he was shy and everything, and he, as a special ed student, he got into Special Olympics. And he, he just, they showed him as a kid, you could just see how his posture changed, his demeanor, his whole presence changed as they showed the photographs of him progressing as a, as a runter, a sprinter in Special Olympics. And of course, he was so eloquent because he felt it from his heart, what that had done for him. And here he is playing in the NFL and just a beautiful spirit. And Denise, I sent you that link <laughs> and I said, we've got to talk about Special Olympics. I had a cousin who who passed away a couple of years ago, but years ago I helped her with softball throw for the Special Olympics. She had Down syndrome, and, and you, you've been such an advocate. And I ran into Nikki the other day, who is Adrian Gonzalez, is it? Or Adrian Quintor. Adrian Quintor's mother, Adrian, yes. one of your power lifters, right. who works at Safeway here yep. on the Big Island of Hawaii. is such a wonderful spirit. So I said, Denise, i got to come up and let's get caught up on what's happening with um, Special Olympics. But that Jamal Charles, did that not show just how powerful something like Special Olympics can be for for these kids and Abs- adults? Absolutely. And I think part of that is, you know, everybody gets labeled, you know, and we people get labeled the wrong ways. And we, we at Special Olympics want to make sure that nobody labels anybody with the so-called R word. Um, they have intellectual disabilities. And I think, you know, when they start finger pointing, especially when you're young, you know, so if parents could train their their children young and just be more um, more in tune of, of people's feelings and how it is that, you know, you you see somebody with somebody off or, or not as um, so-called normal that they want to mm-hmm. say, and they are automatically already pinpoint and finger somebody that they're not normal. But it's it's... Everybody's got some kind of a disability, yeah, and you yeah, know, and the uniqueness of them. And I thought uh, Jamal Charles, when he did that special on ESPN, was just such a wonderful testimonial to how empowering it can be, just as it can be for anybody when they get in, whether it's little league baseball or they get on a swimming team or right. whatever. Whether you're in Special Olympics or what it is, something that gives you a feeling of confidence. Now, the mission of Special Olympics provide year-round sports training, athletic competition, and a variety of Olympic-type sports for all children and adults with intellectual disabilities, giving them continuing opportunities to develop physical fitness, 
Demonstrate courage, experience joy. Boy, that's an understatement because you sure feel the joy when you watch a Special Olympics event. And participate in the sharing of gifts, skills, and friendship with their families, other Special Olympic athletes in the community. Our community has really embraced it. There's three different uh, organizations up in Kohala, Kau, and Kona. And give us a little background, Denise Lindsay, uh, how you got involved in Special Olympics and uh, let's go back many years, you know, when mm-hmm. it started here on the Big Island and then kind of move forward. I was um, canoe paddling down at Keohoe Canoe Club. And throughout the history with canoe paddling, they've always had um, special events for young kids. You know, it's um, kids of probably four years old up to um, probably um, seven years old or something that can't do a six-man. So you'd have your athletes in there, the youngsters. But they also did a special event for Special Olympics. And um, I was down there helping coach with, back then it was Cheryl Livingston, who's now Cheryl Cobb. And she had her athletes out there. She was um, area director. I'm pretty sure she was area director then. And um, said, Denise, you want to help um, coach the athletes? I'm like, sure. And got a taste of that. And then me, like everybody else, says, well, when is Special Olympics? Well, Special Olympics is all year round. And I was one of those that didn't know that. And I'm like, really? I thought it was just track and field. Like everybody thinks it's just track and field, but it's not. We've got statewide, we have nine sports, but in Special Olympics, there's 21 sports um, throughout. And you talk, we're talking uh, sailing, kayaking, horseback riding, fencing, volleyball, swimming, track and field, powerlifting, and all those. But here locally, we deal with um, swimming, track and field, basketball, bocce, bowling, powerlifting. Um, I'm getting lost here. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah, I saw that three teams, the Kona Warriors, the East Hawaii Explosions, and the Kohala Warriors, I think. Yep. The three teams. So we do nine sports here. And um, so that's how I got involved was um, she said, uh, we've got, when she said powerlifting, I'm like, wait a minute, that's my sport. You know, I said. Because you were very active in the powerlifting competition. During that time when I had first begun, it was, uh, I was, competitive in it. And, um, I thought, well, sure, I'll do that. That's my sport. Why not? And I think I would love to encourage anybody out there. If you have a sport that you are really good at or have been competing in or have knowledge of, we need your help. And in those nine particular sports, um, or just sports, sports etiquette, all around. Um, We'd love to get in hockey. Um, You know, there's inline skating as well. And we could add those things and we we could put in golf, you know, but we don't have any coaches out there to do that. So we'd love to have that for our athletes. Well, the commitment, Denise Lindsay, that you have made (laughs) as a volunteer, I've watched it over the last 20 years. And and people, of course, like in any organization, you volunteer, that's what it is, volunteer, the amount of time that you have. So it doesn't have to be as much time as Denise has given and maybe just the amount of time that you can give, uh, just, you know, helping organize or make phone calls or just, you know, be there when the kids are working out. But most of all, like you say, when you took on the powerlifting, did that kind of create the powerlifting team on this island? We actually have been the number one delegation, that's what we're called, in the state for for statewide. And actually, we've proved it worldwide, too, because when I took um, Ray to China, he got three golds and a bronze. So that would be Ray Gonzalez? Ray Doniger. Doniger. Yeah. Okay, Adrian, because we had them all on the show one time, and I I remember their first names, and they were so enthusiastic. (laughs) It was so much fun to have them on the show, and every time I see... Uh, Adrian at Safeway, you know, what are we going to do a radio show again? So I'll get up there and get him. But there, and and you had a, a pretty sizable team of powerlifters. Yeah, well, 
I, at one point I had like 11 to 13 athletes and that's really hard when you're dealing, you know, one head coach. And then I do have assistants too that help out, but, um, it's, I won't say it's dwindled, but I'm about eight athletes, uh -huh. you know, continuously, um, that, that keep them going. And yeah, we start them from ground zero and build them up to, to great powerlifters. And as you and, say, uh, not just, just doing powerlifting, but really accolades and doing well in the competitions oh, you know, when you went absolutely. to the nationals and everything. And of course the club of Kona yes. has been very generous. You know, the club has been from the get go. When I first started with it, they apparently were already there. Um, and yeah, we can't thank them enough for the, the open house they've given us the, you know, their, their employees. And of course the community, their, their patrons that are there. When we come in, we come in like a, you know, a Tasmanian devils, you know, <laughs> in that gym, but we, you know, we respect their house. Of course. What was the biggest challenge when you first started, uh, you know, coaching the team and just getting <clears throat> used to the personalities? Cause I know when we did the radio show, you know, all different personalities with each person's unique unique personalities, but the enthusiasm was the part that I remember so well. So what was one of the biggest challenges as you started coaching? It's still a challenge, and the challenge is um, not knowing the medical conditions of your Special Olympic athlete, because every one of them is different, so each one is diagnosed differently. And in order to um, know what turns on the faucet or off the faucet because there could be drama or there could be um, just, you know, with autism, it's, you know, touching everything, going everywhere, doing a 360. So you got to be able to know how to handle and, and round them up and let them know, you know, just time out, you know, and, and just go at ease and take a breath and it's okay. But those challenges are, are actually pretty difficult, you know, when it comes to dealing with uh, Special Olympics athletes. Which also is a, a chance for all of us to have compassion about people that are teaching special ed classes and parents. So let's talk about parents. the parents. Okay, now Nikki, uh, Adrian's mom, mm. uh, whenever I see her, she's nothing but a joyful, happy, proud parent. Absolutely. And, and the parents, you know, they were there when we did the radio show, some of them, but uh, talk about that, the, the challenge of the parents, and, and really what a wonderful, um, I don't want to use the word relief, I don't mean that, but just support for them when right. they know they have an activity they can take their their uh, adult children right. or the, the Sure, the it's a respite. Too. And um, what they do is um, the, a lot of them do have what's called PAs that that take their, their child um, and they they go and do do things. So you have like four hours. You can go bowling. You can go to the movies, or you could take them to sports. You know, you could do something. And all of that is is throughout the whole week. And they do get some relief time. Um, we. And to me, I'm thinking that's got to be a blessing. You know, if I was a parent, because I'm just a coach, and it's you know, it's it's interesting to to see you know that they have to deal with that every single day. And there's many, many priorities that they have to deal with, with, with the disabilities. But you know, it's, it's not any different, I think, than raising a regular teenager. I'd probably be more blessed having a special athlete when I know what goes on, you know, in, in a normal household, I'll say. But um, it's, um, you know, it's, if it's a challenge, you know, those parents are gifted enough to deal with it every day. And I, I, I'm my my love and support goes with them every day because of that, and um, and they've got so much love 
around them too, and and Special Olympics is one that embraces them, and I'm I'm thankful to be a part of that. It's Denise Lindsay we're speaking with. It's the Emily T. Gale Show here on ESPNHawaii.com, talking about Special Olympics on the Big Island of Hawaii, and and very strong. Um, you get a lot of community support over the years because you've reached out and been so active. I think it was the is it Detroit Bar- Barbera? Tro- oh yeah, yeah. The I remember when that that first run, the, the torch run, um, the cops on the top on top at Walmart. It's what our a, biggest fundraiser! That's such a become such a big community event. I remember when it started, you know, <clears> and <throat> all these things that, that go on year round in the different events that you put on, and you, you need the fundraising. We do, you know, We're, because we are solely funded. We or we don't like volunteers. Get... You're the, you're handling the district right now, right? Yes. I'm sure that yeah. was something that you didn't want to take on. I have a feeling. And they leaned on you to do that while they're looking for someone to, to take over because you're up here full-time at Big Island Television doing right. so many great things. But the, the fundraising is such an important ingredient. So some of the fundraisers that you've had, Sue Vermillion and uh, their, yeah, their, what was the it, Hawaiian, the Kona Shootout? Or yeah, the, the Kona Hawaiian, Hawaiian Billfish Series. So talk and about some of the fundraisers and the people that have given so much. That one in particular was very special. Um, I know um, I just brought in got into it this year as far as with, with Sue, and she was a, a great tag team for our, our group last year. Um, I believe this is just our second year with them. I'm I'm thinking that is. And uh, Sue was just phenomenal. She puts on great events. She does, she runs productions like it's, you know, oh, yeah. she's been oh, doing she's it for years. She's got a reputation, yeah. Yeah, and um, they were very gracious to give a Special Olympics a, a really nice donation. And I think we were tagged with another nonprofit in that too, and I forget who that is offhand, but um, they just got some very big hearts. And, of course, it was all at Sam Choi's, and, and he is another great supporter. Well, and you're reaching different demographics with that was the, the fishing community. Yeah. And then I stopped and saw uh, Katie Moore did one at the International <gasps> the Marketplace. Zumba. I love her, her spirit. I, I always chase down the street when she's in the parade, you know, dancing like, I got to get over to her classes, her Zumba classes. But she did a fundraiser for Special Olympics at the International Marketplace. And, you oh, know, yeah. just the fact that you're you, all these different demographics are, are of people and different activities have taken an interest in Special Olympics must be Awfully rewarding to you and, and all the other people that are so involved with uh, the Special Olympics and the people that are your your officers, in fact. Like some of them have probably with, been with you a long time, like uh, Lona Warner, Paul Lee, and Billy Sherman. Right, right. Yeah, we got our Ka'u uh, delegation run by Billy Sherman and Paul Lee up in Kohala with the uh, Kohala Dragons. Uh, Lona has been a... She is um, a blessing. You know, she's been with the organization for up teen years and before she was even here in Hawaii she was with Special Olympics far and away wherever she was um uh, volunteering at but yeah it's just so great to have a good backbone and and volunteers that are steady with us that aren't going to be here for a couple months and then decide to go because it's it's a big job that those people carry for us and let's see if i'm am i correct was it um, uh, um schreiber that started the special olympics uh, eunice uh, eunice yes. schreiber yeah. yeah and that would be a uh, maria schreiber's uh, mother mother correct right i remember that and what year when was that how that, long ago i do have that was that history. in the 60s or something or? Um, yeah i think it was and and, and uh tim schreiber just wrote a book and if you go online tim schreiber i think it's called um he he actually um makes a little comment of our oath, let me win, and if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. And that's the premise of his book, is on Special Olympics. and I think On everything in the, life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think it's called The Full Story. But um, 
Let's see. Special Olympics was established in 1968, um, but it actually started way before that. The history was from 1946 when the Kennedy family founded to Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. Foundation to honor the memory of Joseph P. Kennedy, who was killed in World War II. Oh, but I know that they had, okay. you know, she had a sister who was um, developmentally dis disabled. Um, and there was just, I think they... She being Eunice Driver? Sister, yes. Okay. And I think yeah. uh, her oh, name was... Oh, because she was a Kennedy. Yes. Okay, you're right. Yes. That's right. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, it's just one of those those family things that she said, there's no place for for my sister or anybody else around and she came up with the idea of let's put on some some sporting events for them and it it thrived and went well i like to mention that because i think the the history of everything is so important because it's so easy when things are thriving and they're big and they're national that everybody thinks they just happened but they started with somebody's vision you know of starting with one step at a time one person at a time and I've always admired that that history of it. And I couldn't. I just happened to think this, of it. So we I'm glad you pulled that out. And we were speaking earlier um, before we got on our interview about Detroit, and that's when in 1968, representatives Chicago Park District uh, sponsored a day camp funded by the Kennedy Foundation, and they put in a grant proposal. And actually, Chicago was the first Special Olympics event. Um, ever. And so in a major city. And that was in 1968. They uh -huh. held the um, state games. And then in 1970, I believe they went to nationally. And that's when I think they had, I'm going to say, oh, I just did some reading up on that. Um, maybe 12 states and then Canada showed up. And Mount Pleasant, um, Michigan, 1975. Yeah. And look at how they've gone international. So these are the, uh, the ironic that it's, or, Every are... two years, we'll we'll do um, a, a national. Then every four years, we'll hold a kind of like a world. We'll do a summer and a winter, just like the Olympics does. Okay. So, the, gosh, Japan, Ireland, China, Greece, uh, 2015 next year will be California. So you'll be going to that with yes. some athletes? With um, They have I'm, to qualify. Yep. So they qualified last summer? or Correct. Well, actually, this year they qualified. In and July, out at the old yeah. airport. Okay. Actually, it was July in Oahu. Oahu, okay. Uh, June, forgive so me. So did you have preliminaries here on the Big Island yes. out at the old airport? What a wonderful event. I just saw a little bit of that in July. So they qualified here regionally or in the district Correct. to go to Oahu and then to qualify for the... For the World Games, okay. right. And, and, and we've got a bit one, uh, one power lifter here, Isaiah Wong, and he's a phenomenal lifter. He's 22 years old, built like a brick house. I think and, he was on our show a while back. And uh, he's just unbelievable. And his power and his strength grows every day. I mean, he just amazes me. So he's been one of your power lifters for how long? Yes, I'm guessing... Getting close to 10 years. Wow. Yeah. He okay. must have started at 16 if he's 22 now. So roughly, yeah, he's um, he's been one of my, my lifters since he was able to. Uh -huh. And in powerlifting, you have to be 16 to compete. Okay. Um, actually, they just changed that. They brought it to 14, but that doesn't matter anymore. Um, and we have an, um, an athlete from Kauai. Um, Chelsea, she's our track and field, and then we have a swimmer, Ikaika, from Oahu, who will be going to California as well. And how about as far as the, the Big Island District, when you had the event out in July, did you have a handful of them that qualified to go over to Oahu? But more importantly, since the whole thing is about at least getting to that start line, did you have a big field out there for the attendance and the participation? Yes, we did. And the area games that we usually hold are... Um, 
um, they're they're big and they should draw attention and crowds because we want that. We want the athletes to just like any other Olympic event, and that's how we got the. We we are able to say Olympics is because the IOC, IOC only allots Special Olympics to have the Olympic word in oh, that. Really? Okay. Yes, and um, uh, we are fortunate. So, th- but we have to have certain criteria. We have to have opening ceremonies, um, national anthem. We always do Hawaii Pona E. Also, um, we have closing ceremonies. We, um, we, we have to make sure we do an athlete oath. We have to do an official oath. So there's certain protocols for us to acquire um, our games, and we have to be under that Special Olympics, uh, excuse me, IOC umbrella when we deliver these things. So, so Denise Lindsay, longtime mm-hmm. volunteer with Special Olympics. How many years did we determine? Over 25, probably. No, I remember, not that long. No? Um, since 1996. Okay, so yeah. that's what, 10, <laughs> a long time. Close to 20. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how many are involved in Special Olympics? If you were to, you know, just roughly gather how many, you know, I think it's so great. There are so many programs now. There's the deep and beyond. And yes. The full life. I and mean, we had that, have had people on the show that do the the uh, snorkeling for right. those with disabilities, all these organizations. People forget that 25, 30 years ago, I mean, even wheelchair athletes weren't allowed in an event. They weren't allowed in the Boston Marathon. They weren't allowed in right. the Ironman. They weren't, you know, I always uh, happy to say we were one of the first in the country to allow wheelchair athletes in my Emily Detroit run back in the late 70s. But people forget how far this has come in terms of integration into the general community. Yeah. How many athletes do you have involved and we have roughly compared about, to say twenty years ago? Yeah, we've grown so much and I tell you we've only scratched the surface because there's there's so many other special needs out there um, that that could utilize Special Olympics and we, we haven't reached them and I would love to tap into the schools. Um, it does take a lot of volunteers and a lot of time to get out there and that's that's our backfall is we, we need people to 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 be out and go to these schools and, and help us find it. Oh, recruit? Definitely. Or just you know, show the, the, let them know that it's available? Absolutely. It's easy to think every parent knows or, or yeah. every school advisor knows and is thinking about it, but you need to keep that consciousness out there, don't you? Yeah, and, and once they get involved with special, because there's so much... Um, that opens up their doors, you know, they, uh, their motor, motor skills, their socialization, um, they learn how rules are with, you know, dealing with other people. Um, they get joy, like we mentioned, you know, there's just some good rewards and, and there's things that they can do, you know, with the sports um, that they can't do at their schools. And, you know, they may feel right, okay. outcasted and they can't be with those others, but with Special Olympics, they can. That's what Jamal Charles said. He was left out of everything exactly. as an elementary student. And, you know, just he was the, the oddball kid because right. he, he went to special ed classes and he kind of hid from his friends and getting into the event and doing well and running. And it's just amazing. If somebody wanted to, you know, maybe uh, uh, suggest to their next door neighbor or a friend of a friend or anything, what would be a way to get involved? As, as a volunteer, too, but even just referring somebody. Um, we have a website, so you can go to specialolympicshawaii.org. Um, there, you can find me in there. Um, if you go into um, um, sports or coaches or directors, just Google in my name there, Denise Lindsay, and I should come up with all the information. There and you have a, a great Facebook page. Oh, someone's yes, doing yeah. a really good job with your Facebook page. Yeah, they are. And Renee Morinaka and Tanya Leslie, they're really good. They they 
throw in everything there. So Renee's with our police department, and um, Tanya's, um, she's out there. She helps, she works the group home um, up in Kealakekua, or Captain Cook, what, I'm not me. familiar with that. Yes, we have um, what's called the Ark of Kona. Oh, that's, I, you know what, I never really identified that. I mean, for years I have. That's Gretchen, right? Yeah. Who's yeah. been there for years. Yeah. Uh, I, I just never, I, I related that to Special Olympics. And now but, Gretchen retired. Oh, really? Oh, yes. wow, that's going to be a, a big puka to fill. <laughs> so uh, that group, how many, I mean, because, you know, they have their bazaar. I mean, that's been a very active, you know, uh, yeah. organization for years. But I didn't identify that with Special Olympics. Yes, yes, because okay. all of their... We'd call them, for, for them it would be a client, um, they're special, but most of them are all in our Special Olympics. Okay. And that's, you know, we, we try and get into all those full life is another one that has a lot of um, clients that are our Special Olympics uh -huh. athletes. And they've so, done a nice job too. Yeah. So I guess in all of that is, you know, if, even if you've got equipment, snorkeling equipment or any kind yeah. of equipment, you know, that they could use. But the Facebook page for Special Olympics West Hawaii or the Big Island yes. do, does does a great job. And JR, what was your knowledge of Special Olympics? So, you know, did you know much about it or uh, anything? You know, I mean, it's a national organization. Um, the Special Olympics, you've got the Team USA, which was right. the name of the company that's sponsoring nationally. is called Finish, Finish Line, proud sponsor of Special Olympics Team USA. Right. I mean, They're doing all our shoes, right, for, oh, us, that for the World Games. Yeah. yeah. Do you know of that inline hockey, or have you ever seen a Special Olympics competition or anything? Well, I knew there was a big competition this summer. We were getting pictures and everything in and results, but I was one of those people that didn't know it was a year-round thing. And, you know, that's important for everyone to know, I think, that these things are going on and there's people in the community. I mean, I talk to everyone from triathletes to uh, football coaches, and I've heard them all involved helping out. So I think it's great for our community just to have that. Well said in terms of the, like, so many organizations, somebody will have a fundraiser, and it's like, no, it takes all year round. That just happens to be that night, you know, and if they could get more support all year round, they wouldn't even have to have that night event. <laughs> so, yeah. We had the underpants run. I don't know. Oh, if I was going to talk about that. Yeah, oh. that wasn't that great. That would be the Iron Man that was created years ago as kind of a, a satire, you know, a spoof about uh, triathletes who would go into restaurants with their Speedos on. So Paul Huddle and a group of people yeah, right. organized. And, yeah. and Talk Gina Thomas. Oh, I was just blessed. You know, I, I, I knew that um, the foundation was out there, you know, and Special Olympics was the original. We were the original beneficiary when it first started. So that'd be like 10 years ago or something? Uh, or is it that old? However it is. long it's, ago it's, it was. How many? Yeah. 18. It's been 18 years? Wow, where does time go? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's when it used to start right there by the old Pacific Vibrations. Well, let's when tell the our listeners what <clears throat> they do. Everybody shows up. You can't run it unless you're in your jockey shorts or your underpants. Yeah. Or, you know. And and back then it, it started to grow and they're like, well, let's just, yeah, let's, let's pay 20 bucks and it's going to go to Special Olympics because we had Brandon LaQuesta that was one of our athletes and he always showed up there because he likes to be in his BVDs oh, and, uh, and he was in the run. Yeah. Is and, he still involved in Special Olympics? Yes, he is. Okay. And yeah. what is his sport? Right now, he, right now he's in bowling. Okay. So we just had our yeah. bowling tournament this past weekend and he did great. He was on a unified team with David Cobb and, and they did awesome. They did really good. And, uh, yeah. And, um, so Brandon was our, our, official um, underpants run Special Olympic athlete. Way and back when. Way back. And that's why they probably, like you say, they don't they donate the funds raised to yeah, Special Olympics. Yeah. Isn't that great? They, they raised quite a bit of money this year. They did. And awareness. And very much. And, you know, there was, 
Well, they were trying to break the Guinness World Record. Yeah, I so saw that. and we actually got it, but it was unofficial because not everybody was in their so-called underpants. They had Elvis's showed up. They had um, all types of yeah. costumes, you know. So they, those weren't really underpants. So well, that's a good uh, but, uh, dress rehearsal for yeah. next year's. Yes, to get it yeah. done. <laughs> we did that once with the uh, world's longest lay at Waterfront Row when it opened. Oh, I put together yeah, that world's yeah. longest lay for Guinness Book of Records. Yeah, you know, same thing. We missed out. You have to be very precise in your paperwork on that. But that was a, again, yeah. those things are kind of fun because they get people charged up for it and everything. So right. um, I don't know if we really got to that, but but do you have like a couple hundred athletes involved oh, yeah. in Special Olympics? Um, I'd say we probably have um, active. We have probably about um, 80. Uh-huh. But on our roster, we show probably close to 150 or okay. better. So we'd like to, you know, sometimes they, they, they're they in Special Olympics for a long time. Then it's like, well, I need a break right now. Sure. So we have some that are on breaks. And we would love for them to come back. But, yeah, and of course we need to grow and, and bring in more because there are a lot more um, young youth or or adults that um, that could benefit from Special Olympics. And the best thing about Special Olympics, it's free to every single athlete. There's not a dime they have to pay. We pay for everything, you know, when it comes to uniforms, uh, training, um, anything that they need, equipment. It's, it's, it's all, that's why we have to fundraise so much because we raise our funds locally wow. and it stays right here. That, that's what is going to be a question. So it does stay in West yes. Hawaii. Now I walked into yes. the bank yesterday, Hawaii Community mm-hmm. Credit, I think it was, and this beautiful uh, brochure, it just, you know, first it's yeah. really, uh, yeah, First Hawaiian Bank, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and uh, Special Olympics. And of course, $25 uniform and meals for one athlete at the state games. That's That covers quite a bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, $10 covers one day of meals for one athlete, $5 for the medals. A really nice brochure, but you can pick them up at First Hawaiian Bank. Of course, you can also go to the specialolympicshawaii.org website. And But contributing, I was really happy to see them. These were really prominent yeah. in the bank and tremendous support. And, you know, the um, cop on the top. Uh, let's talk about that. You said that's your major fundraiser. I can Huge remember the fundraiser. first few years. That was probably many years ago, and I don't realize how long ago it was. But uh, nice to see the community. What it, that does a couple of things. I think it also puts the community more in touch with our our uh, our police department. Absolutely. You know that one-on-one contact. And so tell our listeners what that event is all about. This year, I think I. It, it meant a lot more to me because I was more involved in it, and um, I saw how hard those police officers work. Jeff Harai was pretty much on that microphone every time I saw him. Um, that person is an entertainer. They have to entertain everybody down below. They're on top and of Walmart. They're on top of there, and they're trying to draw people in to give. And our our goal is to raise $15,000 in three days. Actually, we're there two and a half days, but it, it is three days. And they, they stay there, you know, as as long as they can. You know, if, if, if when Walmart closes at 11 o'clock and they're gone, we're not going to say anything. But um, we say 24-7 that our officers are there. And they are. They're soliciting and doing as much as possible to to get the crowd down below, whether they're coming in or coming out, to give. And to give, you know, with with uh, graciousness. I mean, you, you could just give a hug and that's fine. Yeah. You know, everybody needs a and hug. And really everybody and, covers it well. You know, I, I, I think I, I hear it on KBIG and other stations with uh, Pacific Media Group or do a nice way of covering it. 
uh, Kappa, and yeah. uh, West Hawaii Today does a nice job oh, of covering that. Great photographs. Chelsea uh, did a phenomenal yeah, job really for nice. us. So that's all really important. So speaking of giving, uh, some of your it, all, at all levels of, of businesses that are supportive to you year-round. Emily Gale is. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and some of the other businesses. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, well, Big Island Television. Uh-huh. You know, we run public service announcements um, of upcoming Cop on Tops or our bus pool, which is really huge, another one. Um, and uh, so they do, you know, uh, lots of public service. The West Hawaii Today always putting in nice blurbs, anything that we need. And um, businesses donating when you have your your, yeah. your events. And yeah, everything. the radio stations, same thing. We call them up, and and they're they're there. And and that is that is um, something we absolutely need. And we thank so much for that because without getting the word out, you know, we're yeah. just we're just swept underneath the rug and you know but we have to get out there and we need to let people know that we do exist and we need your help um and we appreciate all the help that those volunteers have given us and without volunteers we are not an organization so so that's denise Lindsay. it all started when she was paddling down with Kaiapua, or um Keho. canoe club are you still paddling no oh, you spent a lot of years paddling <laughs> yeah. and uh i always envied that you know never have given it a, a full season that commitment is terrific but yeah. no less of a, a or more of a commitment than being a volunteer with special olympics like denise has been for over 20 years now and uh coaching the powerlifting team and they've they've had a great run at it for oh, years yeah. and that's great to see you stay with it last thoughts to our listeners here on the emily t gale show thank you so much i appreciate everything you've done well i i listen i've always gotten a kick out of watching your enthusiasm and when you were power lifting it was really fun to see and to see you turn that and parlay that into to passing it on and sharing it with with others is really special so it's always good to see you thanks so much it's the emily t gale show here on espn hawaii.com